don't know very many 50-year-old women who love to go live or do videos because we look and we see bags under our eyes or wrinkles in our necks or whatever, or we think we look fat or whatever the case may be, so we hold back. But that, that, that shouldn't be what keeps us because we all have a message to share. Hey there, it's Ruthie from RuthieGray.mom and welcome to Instagram Insider Hacks. So easy, your mom can do it. This is the podcast that teaches you how to authentically deliver your message in a non-pushy way. If you want to receive engagement and investment on your Insta time, listen in. And now, here's your host, me, Ruthie Gray. Today, I'm featuring pro coaching member Melanie Red from Melanie M. Red on Instagram. These interview episodes highlight pro coaching members sharing their personal triumphs and how they made Instagram work for them. Melanie is a wife, mom, blogger, speaker, and writer who loves to offer hope and encouragement to women. And she's a personal friend of mine. We love to collaborate and we box each other weekly. You might say we're partners in crime and I enjoy bouncing business ideas off of her and vice versa. So welcome my partner in crime, Melanie. (laughs) Thank you, Ruthie. It is so good to be with you today. So let's just dive right in. And I'm going to ask you basically the same three questions that I ask uh, all pro coaching members. And so we're going to go through the before the breakthrough, and the after experience. So Melanie has quite a large following on Instagram and has had for quite some time, she's worked very hard to get there. So Melanie, before you discovered the magic of real authentic engagement on Instagram, what was your Instagram platform like? And what were some of your frustrations? Well, I think, Ruthie, that um, so much of what I was taught about Instagram, especially early on, was just grow, grow, grow. Get the biggest account you can get with the most followers you can get. And it was all about numbers. Everything was numbers, numbers, numbers. So I spent money going to classes, taking classes, doing all kinds of crazy things with bots that were out years ago. I mean, there was all kinds of tricks that everybody was promoting, but mostly... My goal was to get the most followers I could get because that's what everybody said to do. It was just all about numbers. Yeah. And that's so true. I mean, that's what I always thought. And that's what I always heard. And I was like, man, Melanie's got it together. She's got all the followers. She's got the swipe up. She's got the 10,000 and more. And um, what kind of took me aback was um, you and I were at a blogger retreat together And I mentioned this actually in my episode one podcast where you were leading the session. I think it was about email growth or something like that. And then somebody said Instagram and you looked at me and said, Ruthie, what is it you're doing on Instagram? Because you're killing it. And I thought to myself, what is she talking about? I don't have near the followers she does. So explain that to me, Mel. Well, I think that... um I guess I started, Ruthie, almost, it's been almost six years. And I don't remember when I started on Instagram, uh, but I do, it's been a while. And so it went from, I took a personal account and turned it into a business account. But 
Well, what I, what I noticed about you is I was in this big, huge rush to grow my numbers and get as many followers as possible is I noticed that you were doing all these crazy stories. And I was like, what is she doing over there? She's not 20. And, uh, you know, I knew my kids did it, but I saw you doing that. And I noticed that you were doing, I think you were even were doing some videos back then and maybe some lives were you. And so I just noticed that you were doing some things nobody else was doing. And you and I have been in this about the same amount of time. And we've watched our friends kind of try different things. But I noticed you were doing things differently than anybody else I was seeing. And I tell my people, that's really where I started to really love Instagram because stories hadn't been around for very long. And I started uh, experimenting with them. And really, um, the video that you're talking about was just in stories. It wasn't I don't know if I even did any lives or if they even had lives back then, but I showed myself a lot and I showed funny stuff about my family and things like that. And people were really responding to it. So, um, yeah, I remember you saying that to me now. And I was like, well, she's the one with all the numbers. Why is she asking me this? And why is everyone else asking me this? It was so funny. But I think that that proves a point that you don't need to be afraid to veer off the beaten path a little bit. Yeah, because so many of our friends, we were just, I was just doing what everybody else was being told to do. You put up safe things, a picture of you and your family. You put up a a little quote or a Bible verse, and that's all we did. And I was watching my daughter, who at the time was in her early 20s, put all these fun stories, these cool filters and music. But I thought that was just for the young. You know what I'm saying? And and YouTube was my son's world and videos were my son's world. So it I thought they were I thought it was weird what they were doing at the time. And you started doing the weird. <laughs> and so it was like, wait a minute, I think I'm missing something. That's what that was kind of a, a, like there's something to this, but I'm not I'm not twenty five. <laughs> yes, uh, that's true. That's true. That's funny. And and you're you're right. And you were one that, um, and I've always really respected your work. We did, we started around the same time blogging and we were in the same arenas, the same groups. We, we developed a good rapport with each other and, um, we are still in this, uh, uh, blogging group together. And, um, I feel like we have a really good relationship and one where we can say to each other, Hey, what are you doing over there? Yeah. Yeah, because I, what I noticed is you were just brave enough. Nobody, everybody else was doing the safe stuff. The little verse, the little quote, the cute little family picture. But you were trying all this kind of what at the time, it seemed like it was kind of off the wall. I mean, this is almost two years ago. Uh, you know, but you were doing things that were creative and different and sort of out there. And people our age and in our niche weren't trying very many of those things. And so when I saw what you were doing, I thought, okay. I like new things. I like to be on the cutting edge. I want to know what she's doing. And that's why I remember our conversation. I was like, Ruthie, you're onto something and you're willing to do what a 20 year old's doing and not everybody is. So that's kind of, that's kind of was my moment with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and I felt like, and I learned this and, and, and now I teach it. Um, and you know, this, um, that if we are, the, the people are more concerned, interested in the person behind the account. And that is where we have to be there to make connections with people. So if you do a verse and you do the nice little neat thing in the quote and all that stuff, that's great. But 
no one ever really gets to know you behind the account. So why don't you share with me, Melanie, because I have seen a transformation in what you've been doing. So share with me the breakthrough, the pivot, what have you. Well, in the same week, and I don't remember when this was, Ruthie, it was just a couple months ago, a few months ago, you and Jennifer Allwood in the same week said, get out from behind your account, get step out from behind your ministry and let people see who you are. And you may have to give up some privacy and you may have to give up some personal space, but people want to know you. They want to know what kind of pet you have. They want to know what you're eating for dinner. They want to know a little bit about your family and about your goofy personality or whatever. They like knowing that you're a real person. And the more I've done that, um, it's been slow. It wasn't overnight. But the more I've put myself out there, the more people have responded. It's actually been huge on engagement on both Facebook and Instagram. But it was awkward at first. You know, those first couple of lives, it was like, oh, my goodness. It was like, you know, jumping off the diving board, the high dive at the pool. You had to count the three and run and go for it. And that's what it's like to do this, especially if you're over a certain age. You know, I think if you're young, videos are no big deal. You've had a cell phone in your hand your whole life. But for those of us that this is still all a little awkward at times, it, it it's hard to put yourself out there. But I see the beauty and the value and my engagement has gone up considerably. I've made friends. I've met people in real life that I met on Instagram because I've been willing to put myself out there a little bit more. So I see the beauty of just letting people see an authentic, real person behind the ministry. Yeah. And I think that that is why um, my people seem to be my age, because they're like, they're coming to me and saying, uh, what is it you're doing on Instagram? And how are you making this work? Because I can't seem to figure this out. But everyone says I need to be on this platform for my, you know, my book or my product or uh because I have a blog or whatever, or I'm a writer or a speaker and, and they're, they have the same mindset as you. They were, they're just like, this is ridiculous. This is what kids do. And um, I don't want to put myself out there. And so I know that was really hard for you really as, you know, more of a private and some of us are more private than others. And some of us think we don't even have anything interesting to share. And that's why we don't do it either. So what was the breakthrough for you? What, how did you get past that, uh, sharing yourself? Well, I had been sort of peppering with different stories, you know, like once a week putting up something, but it, it seems like that the more that I just was real, the more people shared their hearts with me. And when I realized there was ministry on the other side of the ministry, <laughs> if you will, and stepping out and just being a, a regular woman, people respond to that. And it and it sort of like coming off the stage and getting out from behind the pulpit and going out among the people. And for those people in your audience that speak, or as a writer, actually going to a bookstore where people are getting your book. And I guess the more, Ruthie, that I engage with people who actually, they said, I've been following you for years. But, that, but it's like we finally met. <laughs> and I don't know, there was something about the real connections, especially during all this crazy virus and quarantine, that made it feel like I was making friends, not just getting numbers. And so I think that's what's been the sweet part. Like I put up a post the other day, and, it, and I was with my parents who are in their 80s, and they walk, when they walk, they hold hands. And so I got behind them. I just happened to be behind them, and I took a video, like 10 seconds. They're walking, holding hands. I got hundreds 
of, of, of reactions to that. And people wrote notes and it just was like just one little sweet moment in my life when I went to walk with my parents. So I think there's something, Ruthie, about us just putting real life things. That's what people are looking for is a real person who shares real hope, but has a real life. That's exactly right. Because people need real because people are real. So they need somebody that they can really relate to. Somebody that says, what, me too? And those little moments that are just sweet or evoke emotion like that, that are in act, your actual real life, do more good than all of the quotes and verses and things we can post in our feed, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still doing those things. I mean, I'm still putting up the verse mm-hmm. quotes, but but like today, I did an Instagram live um, with a precious African-American sister. And we talked about race, racial tension and racial relationships and what we can do about it. We had great response to that. But that was so out of my comfort zone because it was live, you know, and it was on Instagram. But people love just genuine conversations. They like to listen in. <laughs> you know, and if you think about it, we do it at restaurants. We do it when we're at church. We like to know what's going on around us, and we like to feel like we're part of people's lives. And so it's been eye-opening for me to see how people love to be connected with what you're connected with. It's true. I mean, if you have a dog, which you do, people are going to want to see that dog, and you share pictures of the dog. If you, you know, have... If you, like I've seen pictures of you with your family out near the lake, you know, and you've had family time, people love that, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. They just like to see that that you're more than just, I can make a cute Bible verse and put it on a great background, or I can write a great blog post. It seems like people want to know day in and day out that you're genuine, that you love the Lord, that you're, you are who you say you are, but that you also have a life and you like chocolate and you like you know, certain kinds of food that you cook for dinner and that you like to laugh or whatever. So it does seem like that um, the more genuine you are, the more effective your whole ministry is. I agree. I agree. So, yeah, I remember um, last summer we walked together many a morning. um, We walk in the mornings, both of us, and we use the app Voxer. And by the way, if you if you collaborate with people um, and you don't use that app, you're missing out because it's so easy to use and it's faster than texting. And um, Mel would <laughs> she would box me and she'd say, I'm getting ready to walk. Do you want to walk? And I would walk and we would just talk about Instagram. Like we talked a lot about Instagram last summer. And I just kept saying, you should do more lives. You should get on IGTV. You need to get out, like like you said, out from behind that that, uh, camera lens and just show the real you. And you were like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I I promise I'm going to do it. (laughs) Yes. And then it worked. Well, everybody, everybody needs a friend. I do think, and I do think some of this, I know a lot of your audience is older or older than 30. Let's put it that way. We're, we're all above 30. Uh, but mm-hmm. there's something really powerful, Ruthie, about having a friend that'll kind of keep you accountable and keep encouraging you. Because I think all of us have some things that make us uncomfortable. I don't know very many 50-year-old women who love to go live or do videos because we look and we see bags under our eyes or wrinkles in our necks or whatever. And we, or we think we look fat or whatever the case may be. So we hold back, but that, that, that shouldn't be what keeps us because we all have a message to share. And it seems like when you care more about your message 
than you do about the embarrassment or uncomfortableness. I, I know at a certain point, Ruthie, and it was just a few weeks ago, I realized I have a message and people are desperate and I have to speak. And I mean, it was sobering. It was just like God whacked me over the head and said, you have to share. It's your time. And I'd kind of let a few weeks go by during the COVID thing. And so I didn't. But there was one Sunday I was like, I'm starting this Sunday. <laughs> and God gave me the message. And so every Sunday at two o'clock on Facebook, I'm going on and I'm doing a, a live and it's a devotional. And then I'm taking it. My son is helping me tweak it a little bit. And I'm putting it on an Instagram on Instagram TV and it becomes a story. And I'm, I'm doing it, Ruthie. And then I may start doing these interviews once a week, Instagram live. So I thank you for pushing me. Everybody needs a friend. That, I think we need a friend to help us, though, because there's nothing easy about it. I will not tell you it's been easy, and I'm not a shy person. So I think for all of us trying something new, especially when we're set in our ways or we've reached a certain point in life, it's hard to try something new. So thank you. Thank you for pushing me because it just I didn't get where I was willing to do it, you know, and I wanted to share the message more than I was afraid of doing the deal. Yeah. I agree. And other women our age need to know that it's okay to have bags under your eyes and, you know, sags in certain places. We don't want to have them and all that. But I just have two two words for you, and that is Instagram filter. (laughs) (laughs) You can use those (laughs) even though, you know, they make you look less real, but you can even use them on lives now. So that's pretty cool, huh? Well, and you can get good lighting. You can move to the best room in your house and make your videos there. You know, there are lots of ways you can get a ring light. There are things you can do to make it better. But it was funny when I saw Amy Grant went on live on one Sunday morning. She had no makeup on and she was playing her guitar. I was like, if Amy Grant, who is our age, can go on with no makeup and sing, I can get on and do a live. (laughs) Hallelujah. You know, so I mean, it's probably all in our perspective, Ruthie. So thank you. Thank you for pushing me. I will tell you this. I've had such good response to being willing to do those that, and people, and it, I think Instagram and Facebook, Facebook, I know does this. It'll say, go tell Melanie, you see her or go tell her how, how you feel about her, her live. And so they want you to do it. And Instagram and Facebook have rewarded my videos and my lives. It's helping my engagement. So, but it's also building some rapport with the people that I'm doing it for. So that's been an encouragement. So the more I've done it, the better I've gotten at it and the more comfortable I am doing it. Well, I am so proud of you and so glad to hear that you have been encouraged and you have encouraged others. I love how you mentioned the pivot. Uh, We've just gone through um, a very tumultuous time in our country Um, very heartbreaking. And you took the time to reach out and, and see what, you know, our sisters are, how are they feeling? Because we don't know. And um, I think that's all important. It's just important to just be real and to ask people how they, how they feel. Yeah. And you know, what's amazing. This is, this is the coolest thing to me. After we did the live today, on Instagram with, with uh, my friend Dominique. Um, I've had other African-American sisters reach out to me and ask me if I'll interview them. They want to talk too. And so it's like, okay, um, I must be, they watched it. They were encouraged. They want to share too. So I thought there's something to this, <laughs> you know, and that's the sweet, I love that sweet answer to prayer. That's all that is. Yes. 
And so a lot of times we just have to just be ourselves, be real, be out there, um, pay attention to what's going on in the world and be just willing to be used by God. So I really appreciate your willingness to share your story and your transparency here and how you learned that it's not it's not all about the numbers. It's more about engagement and, and sharing your real life. So I really I thank you for um, your illustrations and the fun ways, um, things that you shared with us, Melanie. So I hope that, uh, well, you'll have to come back one day. I will. And Ruthie, thank you. Thank you for being a good friend and an encourager and an accountability. And thank you for pushing me. <laughs> it wasn't always gentle, but thank you for encouraging me to keep on just getting at, to get out of my comfort zone. Because I think if you're going to do ministry in 2020 in your in Europe, in your midlife, you're going to be uncomfortable sometimes. So thank you for encouraging me to do it uncomfortable. Amen. <laughs> and you're welcome. And and you have permission to push me back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do sometimes. Oh, well, bless you, girl. You do. Thank you. thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for being here. Iron sharpening iron. All right. I want to wrap up with four solid gold tips from this amazing interview with Melanie. But first, be sure to connect with her on Instagram at Melanie M. Red and let her know if you found this episode the kick in the pants you needed to get over yourself and get real with your audience. In summary, number one, remember it's not all about the numbers. It's more about engagement, connections, and sharing your real life. As Melanie shared, it's not easy for women in middle age like us to share ourselves on Instagram, but people are looking for a real person who shares real hope but has a real life. Be willing to share some of your life with the world and be real. Number two, incorporate community into your life. Collaborate and be willing to accept constructive criticism and be pushed by your peers such as the examples Melanie and I gave. And by the way, for more encouragement on this, listen to my episode number four interview with coaching client Kathy Lodansky on how clients are coming to her in the DM. And number three, when you make authentic connections, that's when you're really influencing lives. You become the organic influencer. And this is how I've been able to run my business as an Instagram coach. First, I make connections and chat. I don't ask for the sale first. I develop relationships first. And 90% of my coaching clients approach me wanting to hire me to strategize with them. So I'll just say this. If you want to grow your audience, but you're not seeing much fruit, head to ruthiegray.mom slash coaching for information on how you and I can strategize together to make your account shine and get your own message out to the world. Together, we can grow your platform on Instagram. And I'll see you next time on Instagram Insider Hacks. So easy, your mom can do it. Mm-hmm.